Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Well, friend, we're back, and it's Sunday afternoon here on the river in Nebraska. Kind of a hazy day, isn't it, Tata? It is. We saw the sun rise early this morning, and it was beautiful. It was stunning. But the sun is not shining down on us now. Not like it was. It, we fell back an hour, but it feels like we lost an hour, didn't it? Yeah. Kind of, a, kind of a weird thing. How you doing today, Tata? Well, I'm doing well. I'm like the cows and the chickens in Kansas. Uh, I want them to leave the clock alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Hey, our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to our family and friends in the Idabel, Oklahoma area. There was a really bad tornado this weekend, Tata. Yes. That killed at least one person and destroyed and damaged hundreds of homes and businesses in Idabel. Yeah. Um, that's where all of my grandparents lived. Both my parents grew up in that community. We went to church there, and um, almost all of my aunts and uncles and cousins are from that area. So mm. we're thinking about all y'all and. Um, we had definitely had a couple of cousins that lost their homes this weekend. So send some prayers out to McCurtain County, Oklahoma, and, and the folks out there that are hurting and cleaning up. And, and we're grateful that it wasn't worse than it was, but it was bad. Yes, it was. It was a, it was a very violent storm. Yeah, the storms come along <clears throat> in life, and you don't see them coming. They kind of remind you how fragile everything is, don't they, Tata? They do. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Sunday afternoon, and that means... If you're hearing this, you're going to be hearing it on Tuesday or later because it's Tuesdays with Tata. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what do you have for us today, Tata? Well, uh, the the question is uh, centers around First uh, and Second Corinthians, and and I know that uh, this is difficult to read, but <clears throat> maybe a little bit of understanding what it was like there. Um, the church at Corinth. No doubt had a serious problem, yeah. Because of some of the some of the writing, some of the writings that that Paul and some of the issues that he raised with them, and and it all stemmed from from a letters that he, letters that he received about the concern for the things that were happening in the church. And when it all gets down to it, there yes, there was sin in the church, but there there was also there are many problems, and and so but they're indicative of of unity. Because some of them have decided that, that they were going to follow Paul, and some have decided that they were going to follow Apollos and Cephas, and then there was the Jewish faction that was there present as well. But the city of Corinth was an interesting place because it was an, on a trade route between uh, Italy and Asia. Yep. So it was a major route in, 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 in that part of the world at that time. And it was, it was a, also, so that led to a lot of... Uh, 
of, of sinful idolatry that took place in the area because there was the ethnic, you know, the different races of people and different Cultural relationships. Cultural crossroads, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it was. In fact, is they, the, main, the main idol that they worshipped there was uh, Aphroditeite. And so that was a sinful thing to begin with right there because that was idolatry in God's sight. Uh, maybe I'm saying that incorrect. No, Aphroditeite. What verse is that? Uh, oh, that was a, that was the goddess of uh, love and and beauty. Aphrodite. Yeah. 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 And so I'm not sure, that, and that was, that's in First Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was uh, th- this historical background of the city, but yeah. So a lot of things were taking place there, and so the Apostle Paul uh, was writing letters to them. Um, and, and, and there is also probably another letter that Paul had written to them, but we don't have a copy of that. So, and, and so that's not, a, that's not the issue at the moment right now. But what is taking place there? And there was issues about gifts. They were concerned about gifts, the gifts of prophecy and teaching and, Spiritual and preaching. Gifts, yeah. They had all, everything that you can imagine was taking place, including immorality. Yep. So it was taking place in the church. And it was... It was it was leaving them to a, a great deal of a, a great deal of conf- concern, and it was causing divisions and disunity. Yep. So, but the, one of the gifts that Paul talks about in in First Corinthians thirteen is the greatest gift, mm-hmm. and that being love. And no doubt you've heard this uh, this passage uh, read or recited at weddings before. But and I thought it would be worthy to. And, and, and part of it was sparked by a, a podcast that you did recently, uh, and the person that you were interviewing mentioned love. Lisa Childers, yeah. And, and and the context of so how what is love, and that has been the, the source of many songs, a mm-hmm. lot of poetry, yeah, uh, and even some movies and plays and skits, yep. uh, all centered around that. So it is, it, but one of the things that the, that Paul emphasizes is that. Love is a gift from God That's right. because he first loved us. We don't love God uh, because he's, we, we know who he is, but we love him because he first loved us. That's right. And so we are, we are partners with him. But Paul starts out in, in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, and uh, the greatest gift, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and do not have love, I become sounding brass or or clanky symbol. So he just, that if he doesn't have it, no matter what his gift is, if he doesn't have it, it's just a lot of noise. If it's not based on love. That's right. So he talks, Paul talks about further that, that though I have the gift of prophecy and, and understanding of all mysteries and knowledge, and if, even if he has all this understanding and this knowledge and he does not have love, he has nothing. And if I have faith, that I, that I, so that I could move mountains, but I do not have love. I am nothing. Hmm. I am, I, and if I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, though I give my body to be burned, but not, and have not love, profits him nothing. That's right. So what, what is this that would prompt him to say that? What is love? Uh, and he goes on, that, and this is the part that no doubt we've, we've heard, you've heard in many uh, wedding ceremonies, and, and I know I've used it myself in the past. That, uh, but in verse uh, verse five, verse four, I'm sorry, love suffers long. 
It's patience. What does that look like? Yeah. Love suffers long. long love doesn't give up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, uh, doesn't get impatient with the, the person that they're, they're, they're saying that they're in love with. Mm-hmm. So it is, and he's describing it. And love is kind. <clears throat> love does not envy. Doesn't wish that they were somebody else or wish they had what somebody else has. Love does not parade itself. Doesn't put itself on display. That's right. Doesn't boast. Does not boast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Mm. Does not seek to its own. Its own is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Endures, uh, bears all things, believes all things, hopes, th- hopes all things, endure, endures all things. Love never fails. And, and that, that to me is, is very, very powerful because it, 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 it is something that we're not born with. That's right. Uh, we, we make a conscious choice to love someone. That's right. To love, to, and to love something. And this isn't just speaking of romantic love either. This no. is just love for one another. And con- that means concern for one another. That's right. See, yeah. Paul, and Paul uses a, a very rare Greek word there, and when he's talking about love, he uses agape, mm-hmm. which is love that is, that is not something that, that to be paraded about, it, but it's, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, the person is that person, <clears throat> if that makes sense. They, if they say they love, if you say something, I have a, I have a bookmark that I found in, a, in one of Patty's Bibles. Uh, don't miss an opportunity to say I love you. Mm. So take a chance. And the fact is, the one thing that, 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 that was noted here, the word agape love describes a love that is based on deliberate choice. One who loves rather than the worthiness of the one who is loved, the kind of love that goes against natural human tendencies. Mm. You, if you, and, and where it really starts is when we see a little kid, one of the things that they, they, they say right away, what? I want. Yeah. Or that's mine. Mm-hmm. Not I need or I, I can, that, I'll share that with you. Mm-hmm. Some do, but some most don't. Yeah. It's something that we, that we learn, that we, that we have to understand and know ourselves. Mm-hmm. Agape love is not something, it's a gift from God, and, and the only way you can get that gift is ask God for it. That's right. That's yeah. right. And one of the things that sometimes we, maybe it's because of overuse, I don't know. that Because it's something we say a lot that often maybe we don't, we, we don't, uh, we don't think about what we're saying. And oftentimes we've noted that people don't listen to what Paul says in chapter 13. Yeah. What love is. Yeah. Yeah. Because love is not about them. People, people find themselves, a lot of people find themselves more interested in what's happening to them than what's happening to somebody else. That's right. And yeah. that apparently was happening in that church. And so what, bring this home do you, do you see this happening where you are today? Mm. Where people are more concerned about themselves than they're concerned about anybody else? Like our whole society right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So what is, what is the focus? What should the focus be? And the focus has to be on God, not on and what he says about it. That's but, right. and, and we know what John 3.16 says, and, but we don't really think about that. We can quote it many times. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And his own, and only son was crucified and died. Right. Not because we earned it or no. deserved it. No, because he wanted to. It was a choice, that's right. He made that choice. And that's the key word right there. We choose how we're going to live, mm-hmm. and we're going to choose how we're going to love, and That's we're going right. to choose how we're, how we're going to get along with each other. That's right. Just think, if we, were, if we had, if it, in the home, if we had that kind of situation where everyone was concerned about everybody else in the family, wouldn't we have a better place? Wouldn't Amen. we be in a better place? Amen. Wouldn't we have a better society? That's right. And it's like one of the things that you pointed out to me last, and, and, and I, I, I guess I glossed over that. I saw that, but, and I didn't, didn't really get it, I guess, because I've been to, I've been to some of those services before, but uh, Cadillac Williams, when he was talking about the Omer Tigers last, said they had chapel before the, the, uh, the game, and eight young men gave their souls to Jesus. Amen. Isn't that something? That's powerful. Yep. Now, people, what, what, the number, what does the number mean? Eight, eight of them, I don't know. But it, they accepted something that they, they had never seen before or never heard before, maybe. That's right. So they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But and that was way more important than that football game. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love absolutely. hearing that. Listen to this list again, friend. Just, just to, to, Tata's talking about how God chose to love us before we earned it and how this, this type of love that he says is more important than any gift that he could have given you, more important than any spiritual gift or any possession or any ability. This, uh, this, whether you have tongues or prophecies or power or faith that can move mountains, it's not important as love. And he says love is patient. It is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. Our society needs to hear this right now, Tata. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. It doesn't delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That's right. So if you find yourself saying, well, I didn't get, or he did that to me, or they shouldn't have said that to me, that doesn't start to sound like a loving attitude. No. Love is an outward-focused... That's right. ...other-focused... It's a conscious decision. ...thing, that's right. See, go back to the... the first, and here again, I'm, I should have told you, I'm using the New King James Version. Um, but love suffers long. Love suffers, love suffers for a long time. Mm-hmm. And think about the society that we live in today. It's a throwaway society. Mm-hmm. This country... And in, in some respects, runs on built-in obsolescence, mm-hmm. and we've taken that to mean people. Mm-hmm. I, and, and while I was thinking about this, I recall a story that Patty told me that when when she was the wedding coordinator at our church, she met with a couple, and and the guy said, "Well, if this doesn't work out, we'll just get a divorce." Ooh. And so she closed her books and she said, "This meeting's over. Wow. Come back and see me again." <laughs> wow. So that, and maybe he said that in jest. Mm-hmm. 
But what does that speak to? It speaks to his attitude about the whole process. That's right. He, he neglected to remember that he was joining and giving his life. And so, and then the other point is love does not envy. That's right. And I don't know what does your translation say. How does it? Envy. Yeah. Envy, okay. And love is not provoked. So we think about all of that and how easily it is for us to be provoked. Yeah. Um, how easy it is for us to become angry about something, not yeah. like something. Yeah. Well, that doesn't work for me. Well, love and being in a relationship with God is not like going and getting a pair of shoes. That's right. If they don't fit or you don't like them, get another pair. That's right. You can't do that because it's a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that relationship with God himself is, is all-powerful uh, because we're talking about our soul. That's right. And one of the things that I have learned to pray is that I'm thankful to God for that he saved my soul. Amen. I'm thankful for the grace that saves me, his grace that saves me, and the blood of Jesus that cleanses me of my sins. But he saved my soul. Yep. He, I can't do it. Nope. And I, can't, and I can't love someone or care about someone on my own. No. Of my own volition. It's a spiritual gift. It's a gift. And you only get that gift if you ask God for it. That's right. So think about being concerned for someone else and what's happening to someone else. And, and Paul, the Apostle Paul made a comment about uh, always think more highly of the other person mm-hmm. than you think of yourself. That's right. That's now sometimes yep. you may, if you, if you train yourself, run to do more for the other person than you do for yourself. Run ahead of them. That's right. And I'm thankful to God that I've seen that in you and Lisa. <laughs> you run ahead of each other. We try to. And so what happens then, you run into each other. <laughs> because that's, that's right. And that's the way it should be. That's right. If you're helping one another and you're carrying each other's burdens, then, then that speaks volumes for the relationship that you have. And that's a demonstration of, of concern for, for someone else that that other people are mindful of. That's right. Because always someone is watching and someone is listening. Yeah, um, the uh, Common English Bible, it's um, the passage you're referring to, Romans 12, 10, says, love each other, um, be the best at showing honor to each other. That's right. Try to, Paul says in the NIV, I think, outdo one another That's in right. showing love. That's right. Yeah. Easy to do? No. No. Important? Absolutely. Because our, de- our destiny of our soul depends on it. That's right. So how we approach this is, we, and the concern that, and, and I know it's easy to, to look at someone and say, well, I don't like the way that person dress. What if that's the only thing they have? That's right. Um, but it's easy to condemn and, and, and to look down upon. That's right. So you have to train yourself not to do that. Yeah. And, and, and Satan is just looking for the, the simplest way to keep our eyes off of God. That's right. To pick on other people. or We have a really divided country right now. You know, We have these elections coming up today, on Tuesday, 
um, when you're going to hear this. And our society is so divided over politics right now. It's if you don't vote the way I do, if you don't think the way I do, if you don't believe the way I do, then we can't even fellowship with one. Like yeah. we're going to burn each other's businesses down. And we see that happening. And that's not love. That that's not a spirit of Christ within us. That and 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 Elisa Childers made a good point, Dad. That there's a difference between love and tolerance. I mean, we we can we can love someone, but we don't have to agree with their behavior, and we don't have to be afraid to help them see a different way of thinking. That's not um, our society right now wants you to think that if you don't accept everything that somebody else says or does as true or right, then that means you don't love them. But that's the opposite of, of Christ's view. Right. If if someone is living in some way that's going to lead them to not be saved. It's not loving to not tell them, not share with them the truth. And, and the Apostle Paul refers to the whole process as a mystery. A mystery. God sent his one and only son to die for us. That's right. And through his death on the cross, we were redeemed. That's right. We were bought back from right. sin when we had no hope. That's right. If nothing, nothing that we did, except we have to make a decision that says, I believe this. Yeah. So I'm going to do this. <clears throat> That's right. And when we tell someone, I love you, that has to mean what it says. Yeah. That I do love you. And I'm, that means I'm concerned about you. Yeah. But you're right. And, and, and it's not, it's not uh, for some reason, in, our, in the way people of, of interact with other people, it has not become, it's not apropos to say that. No. It's not apropos to be concerned about that. So, and I, it, it, to me, you, you said it early, earlier, in the blink of an eye, it can change. Everything can change. Yeah, a tornado can come. Yep. A storm can come. Storms will come in our lives, there's no doubt about that. And there will be tragedies in our lives, there's no doubt about that. But we have to, we have to be able to have peace with ourselves, and we have to have hope. Mm-hmm. Because we have hope. Yeah. We hope in the resurrection. We hope there is a God. Because the Apostle Paul himself said, if those things were true, then we, he was among the most miserable. That's right. We were all miserable. Yeah. None of it was true. But it is true. Yeah. And, and that, that to me is where it rests. We have to decide that it's true. Yeah. We have to conclude that it is true. That's correct. And we have to love people because of these three things remain, Paul says, faith, hope, and love. That's right. And the greatest of these is love. Well, Tata, we've had another good talk. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, this, this chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, widely considered the greatest look at what love is. And it's just, you can sort of get a sense, a taste in your mouth when, when you're onto something godly because it, it, it tastes right. And the longer you chew on it, the more it, it, you know it's right in your heart. Right. And society's version of love, you know, love you if you're pretty enough, love you if you're fit enough, right. love you if you're rich enough, love you if you do certain things for me, love you if you agree uh, with me, love yeah. you if you don't ever call me out on something. You, and you make me happy. Right. That's not love. That's... Um, passivism, and it's actually, if I saw Tata, if I looked at you 
in my eyes as a physician and I saw a, a big melanoma on your neck and I didn't want to hurt your feelings by telling you there was a tumor on your neck, that wouldn't be loving of me to no. say, hey, I, I think you might have cancer, Dad. Yeah. We better go to the doctor. Yeah. And you would say, well, how dare you say something about my appearance? <laughs> yeah. No, you would say, thank you for, for showing me That's right. that I needed to get that thing cut off of my neck. Yeah. Like that, we have this, this mixed up idea of what love and tolerance means right now. And Paul says that, that love never fails. If you love somebody, you will not fail them. You won't, you won't fail them. You won't seek your own. You won't fail to forgive. You won't keep a record of wrongs. All those things. You won't envy. You won't boast. You also won't fail to serve them when they need to be served, That's even right. if it's something hard. See, what think, all you have to do is read and investigate what was going on in Corinth at, at, at this time. People say, I am of Apollos. That's right. I am of Paul. I am of Cephas. They were See, divided. They, absolutely. I, and like they we were, they, they, and the key is I. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, I. Mm-hmm. It's what I want. It's what I'm going to do. And that's not love, Paul says. No. And, and love doesn't start with us. It starts with God. That's right. That's right. And if we're going to start with God, when should we start? Start today. Start today. Grace and love like mine. 
Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.